0: It's The Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. This is Roger Stone, and this is The Roger Stone Show at 77 WABC Radio. I want to remind you, you can listen to us at 770 on the AM dial if you live in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. Or if you're out of town, you can listen to our great interviews at WABCRadio.com. wabcradiocom uh, We're very edified by the large number of people uh, that grows every single week who listen to us online. Uh, but above all, I want to remind you to take just a few minutes to get the 77WABC radio app downloaded to your phone so you don't miss any of the great commentary or entertainment that we offer right here at 77 WABC. Today's interview uh, is an excellent example. Uh, Joining me momentarily is Lee Smith. Lee Smith is a veteran journalist whose work appears in Tablet Magazine, uh, Real Clear Investigations, as well as The Federalist. Uh, Lee Smith has worked in media for 30 years, writing about national politics, foreign policy, uh, well, and the media. Uh, Lee Smith reported from the Middle East for a decade after 9-11 and those attacks, and wrote the critically acclaimed uh, The Strong Horse, Power, Politics, and the Clash of Arab Civilizations. Uh, Lee Smith uh, is also the screenwriter, behind the critically acclaimed documentary The Plot Against the President, in which I got to play a cameo role, uh, as well as writing uh, for The Daily Wire and their docu-series China, The Enemy Within. Uh, you've seen and heard Lee Smith as a frequent guest on television and radio, national and international, including Fox News, CNN, CNN, France 24. Uh, There is no working journalist in America today that I respect more than Lee Smith, and I am honored to welcome him to the Roger Stone Show today.
1: Roger, thank you for that hugely kind introduction. It's great to be with you, and thank you much for, uh, for the invitation for today. Thanks so much.
0: Well, as you know, we tried to get you on last week, uh, but uh, we had technological issues, so I'm very, very grateful to you for being able to join us today. Uh, you wrote uh, what I thought was one of the most uh, interesting and important pieces uh, in, the, uh, uh, in the run-up to what has transpired uh, in Gaza. Uh, and it is what motivated me to reach out to you. Uh, I kind of wish I had done it sooner. Your piece, which appeared at Tablet Magazine, entitled The Biden Administration, tries to hide what it knew about the impending massacre, that's in Gaza, Mm. while leaving U.S. backing for Iran untouched. Uh, Subhead, uh, the D.C. blame game is about avoiding responsibility while protecting a policy that is written in blood let me just read the first paragraph to set the table the uh, continuing uh, proliferation of conflicting and conjectory stories leaked by u.s intelligence services regarding what they knew and more importantly what they didn't know about the planning for hamas's assault on israel is more than a DC bureaucratic comedy act. Taken together, the profusion of leaks suggesting that there are people in offices and agencies across the Beltway who are worried that they'll be blamed for missing signals uh, and for human intelligence, outlining plans for the largest one-day massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. Uh, Lee, what's going on here?
1: Mm. I think a really important thing for for um, your great audience to understand, and lots of people, um, th- there's a lot of play acting here, um, especially the Biden administration, but a lot of uh, our friends, a lot of people on our side are misreading this. They're presenting this as a scenario that will um, draw in the United States into a wider regional-wide conflict. And what I'm trying to explain through this piece and other work I've been doing, um, I mean, this uh, this work actually goes back uh, past a decade, is to show how first Barack Obama and now Joe Biden, their central foreign policy initiative is to partner with the Islamic Republic of Iran. So when we have different people, especially people on the right who who are are righteously concerned uh, uh, about the United States getting involved in another Middle East war or any conflict at all. I agree, I'm 100 uh, 100 percent behind them, but that's not what's happening here. The uh, Joe Biden administration has partnered with the Islamic Republic of Iran, and as I wrote in another article earlier in Tablet, they in fact have an Iranian agent who's working at the Pentagon. Right, this this woman has top secret security clearances. Um, So, what the Biden administration is doing, it's it's disguising, it's deterrence of Israel. that that that, that's why there's uh, been a delay, the ground invasion of uh, ground in Israel's ground invasion of Gaza, because the Biden administration is doing everything within its power to prevent it. The particular article that we're talking about um my argument here again is that there's plenty of evidence that the united states um, had different pieces of intelligence to understand what was going on i'd say most importantly meeting between senior iranian uh officials and the leaders of hezbollah and hamas in beirut uh last spring the United States had plenty of indication that there was something something big going on. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to bury this. They're trying to bury uh, the involvement of Iran. They're trying to involve how much they knew about it, again, to protect their partnership. That's the central aim right now of the Biden administration in the Middle East. It's not to defend Israel. Right. It's not to deter. Um, it's not to deter never mind destroy Hamas it's to protect their relationship with Iran this was Barack Obama's central foreign policy initiative and it's Biden's too I mean uh Ukraine he fell into right but the main project is Iran
0: (laughs) that that appears to to be the case you have an interregnum there in which of course President Mm -hmm. Donald Trump Uh, put crushing sanctions on Iran, uh, effectively cut off funding uh, for Hamas, uh, really stymied Iran's oil production from which they get huge resources. Uh, Pretty clear to me that former Secretary of State John Kerry spent the four years of the Trump administration conducting his very own foreign policy, I think in violation of the Logan Act, private citizens cannot conduct their own private foreign policy, Uh, but in our two-tier justice system, uh, I doubt that he will be prosecuted for that. What I guess I don't understand is, why people who know full well uh, that not Hamas, not Hezbollah, not the Muslim Mm -hmm. Brotherhood, not the Iranians, they have no interest in peace? They have no interest in a negotiated peace. They have no interest in coexistence. So, how can you reach agreement with such people?
1: Right. I I, I think that more people now are starting to see, to see that that's the case. I mean, you know, what happened on October seventh, I and mean, what what happened, what Hamas did. I mean, it's 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 unspeakable, um, and I think think uh, i think thank goodness that most americans are starting to understand what's happened again w- one of my big concerns here is roger you 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 described uh, the trump administration's iran policy and middle east policy um generally perfectly and, and i think a lot of people need to look um all the different uh, all the different times that hamas has fired on israel and there's been large conflicts is the end of the Bush administration, 2008-2009. Barack uh, Barack Obama administration, 2012-2014. Joe Biden, 2021, and now 2023. None of this happened under Donald Trump, right? With Donald Trump, as you say, Donald Trump withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal. Donald Trump killed uh, killed a master terrorist, uh, Iran's uh, Quds Force commander, Qasem Soleimani, who was killing Americans in Iraq and helping kill Americans in Afghanistan. So th- that, that's a very major thing. It's not just Donald Trump's strength, though. That's what I want to say. It's not just his, his, his strength as a president. It's that the administration that he led understood what Barack Obama had done with the Iran deal to empower the Islamic Republic of Iran. So again, it wasn't just uh, Trump's strength that's important. That, that was. It was also the strategic understanding, the wisdom to see what was going on and how dangerous that was. And of course, this is what Joe Biden uh, is doing: everything to restore the partnership with Iran. So the, 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 this again, this is the larger picture, I think, in which we people need to understand what's happening right now in southern israel what's happening in gaza that this goes um, this goes far beyond israel goes far beyond gaza goes all the way to tehran and it goes all the way to the biden white house that's what's happening here that's the real that's the real dance it's joe biden and um it's joe biden and the supreme leader uh, uh, of iran ali khamenei
0: Uh, Is this not, in fact, really the third term of the of the Obama administration?
1: Yes, Yes, I, 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 you know, I absolutely agree. And, you know, Roger, one of the strange things I'm sure that you found as well watching TV, I mean, you know, watching conservatives on TV or reading conservative press, I mean, people go back and forth between Joe Biden is uh, incompetent and and, and mentally, um, mentally challenged right now, cognitively challenged. Right. And also Joe Biden is a super, super sinister master villain who's done all these different things at once. I mean, we, we can't really have both things going on at the same time. I think that what we've seen, the number of Obama officials who are in the Biden administration, the fact that in 2020 they knew that Joe Biden was having cognitive difficulties. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear evidence that um, that Barack Obama uh, is, is the guy who's, who's finally calling the the major shots
0: here uh, i want to go back uh, and quote again from something you wrote which i think is uh, extraordinarily experience uh, important uh writing for tablet magazine you said uh, the biden administration's now suspended iran envoy robert malley uh, mm-hmm. helped to fund support and direct an iranian intelligence operation designed mm-hmm. to influence the united states and allied governments according to a trove of purloined Iranian government emails. These Mm -hmm. emails, which were reported by a veteran Wall Street Journal correspondent, Jay Solomon, who in this case was writing for Semaphore, uh, and by uh, Iran International, the London-based emigre opposition outlet, which is most widely read independent news source inside Iran, were published uh, only weeks ago, after being extensively verified over a period of several months by the two outlets. They showed that Mali, uh, who I believe has been suspended pending FBI investigation, uh, had helped to infiltrate an Iranian agent of influence named, uh, mispronounced her last name, mm-hmm. Tabatabai, I guess it is, uh, into some yeah, of the most pretty close uh into the most sensitive positions in the u.s government first at the state department and now at the pentagon where she continues to serve as chief of staff for assistant secretary of defense for special operations this appears to me to be the greatest single infiltration of u.s government since uh, alger hiss
1: pretty shocking isn't it and um and she's still there that that's that's the amazing thing but what what does this tell us this underscores the point that we were making before um roger about saying that the, the central thing that people need to be watching here is the biden white house and um the clerical regime in tehran this is what's going on the reason that she's still there is because they believe that iran is a partner why do they have to worry Uh, About a foreign agent who's working for a partner, right? They're not concerned about that She's doing she's doing she's doing the work that they can't trust To Americans right? I mean to to real Americans to red-blooded Americans who would say you know what? I think I actually happen to think it's a really bad idea to to, to legalize the the, uh, Industrial-sized nuclear weapons program of a terror state like Iran, but with an Iranian agent. They have no concern So go and do the work that Barack Obama is about and what is that about that's help us get them a bomb right we're going to pass them hundreds of billions of dollars and that's something that's something very important for people to understand again as we're watching this unfold that it's not just the 16 billion dollars that the United States has made available to Iran over the last 4 months we're talking about since the Obama years it's been hundreds of billions of dollars In sanctions relief. As Donald Trump uh, put an end to that, but between Obama and Biden, they had access to hundreds of billions of dollars. So what does that tell us? That tells us it's not just what they spend the money on, whether they spend the money on Hamas or Hezbollah. Giving that much money and legalizing their bomb, this is a sign of partnership. The reason I want to keep underscoring this, Roger, is because we have a lot of, uh, uh, again, a lot of Um, uh, even a lot lot of pro-Trump people on the right who are misunderstanding this, right? And it's not just misunderstanding. They're basically serving as part of Barack Obama's echo chamber. They keep saying, oh, no, the neocons are going to drag us into war. Here comes World War III. No, no, Armageddon looks like this. Armageddon looks like the Biden administration getting iran the bomb that's the trouble that's what's going on here joe biden is not in the middle like the iranians he's in the middle east to partner with the iranians and it's really important that people understand that and the larger argument i'm making here is not that the united states should be sending troops definitely not my larger point is that for us as a country and for us as a movement we need to see things clearly If we're going to wind up selling Barack Obama's talking points about a terror state, we're in big trouble and we can't expect Donald Trump or anyone to save us from that. We have to save ourselves. And that starts with clarity, not just moral clarity, but intellectual clarity as well. So, again, I urge people um, on the right to understand the real play here. It's not that Joe Biden is starting World War III by defending our uh, long-term traditional American ally, the state of Israel. It's because he's partnering with Iran. That's the issue.
0: Uh, Folks, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is 77 WABC Radio. I'm Roger Stone. This is The Roger Stone Show, and we're talking to veteran journalist, uh, Lee Smith, uh, who has written uh, a extraordinarily important piece and pieces, I should say, for Tablet Magazine, among others. Uh, And we are talking uh, about uh, the events uh, in the Middle East. Uh, uh, What amazes me about uh, uh, this woman who's still in the US government, Ariana Tabatabi, I guess it is, uh, is that she doesn't even hide who she is. On social media, she continues uh, to attack Israel. She continues to promulgate uh, or promote uh, the views of Hamas, yet she's she's still in place. This is virtually unthinkable. Where, where is the FBI?
1: Um, I think this, you know, and in, in my work, I've been extremely writing about Russiagate and writing about other things and the terrible things they did to you, Roger, and the terrible things they did to General Flynn and the terrible things they've done to, to lots of Americans. But this is one case in which I kind of have to give the FBI a break. And that is because the shot the the, 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 the what's happening, uh, the shots are being called by people way above the FBI. Right. It's not like the FBI failed on their counterintelligence uh, duties here. What she was doing, they didn't even need to access to her secret emails, though obviously they did. We know this now, right, about the FBI and the National Security Agency, that the National Security Agency has, has access to virtually anyone's communications in the world. right? So, that, so they know what she was doing. They know that she was in contact with senior Iranian officials. It's not their fault. They didn't miss it. It's people above were calling the shots and said, that's who we want here. We want her because of her work with high-ranking Iranian officials. We want her because of her proximity and her contacts with the regime that's been killing Americans since since its 1979 revolution. That's what it is. The administration wanted her there. Joe Biden wanted her there. Barack Obama wanted her there.
0: Uh, How extraordinarily uh, ironic that only weeks ago, uh, Jake Sullivan, uh, who was of course Hillary Clinton's national security advisor, deeply involved in the Russian collusion hoax, uh, as uh, I have written and you have written, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, declared uh, this is an extraordinary period of calm uh, in the Middle East talk about, uh, talk about bad judgment. Uh, In 1973, uh, almost 50 years ago, I think two weekends ago, uh, Israel was caught completely by surprise in the 1973 Yom Kippur War. uh, And there was a surprise attack on Israel by the Syrians uh, and the Egyptians. uh, And uh, Israel found itself very quickly uh, beleaguered, uh, out of ammunition, uh, and with their backs uh, to the Black Sea. Uh, it mm. was then that Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir uh, appealed to Republican President Richard Nixon for the air drop of lethal aid uh, that would save Israel from total annihilation. Uh, Nixon Uh, acting over the objections of his national security advisor, Henry Kissinger, acting over the objections of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, including Admiral Thomas Moore, then chairman of the Joint Chiefs, acting against his own entire national security apparatus, uh, ordered uh, the delivery of that lethal aid, uh, and essentially saved Israel from total annihilation. That has to be the greatest single intelligence uh, uh, failure since what has most recently occurred. Uh, We are told, I think reliably, uh, that the Egyptians uh, had advance notice of what would transpire. You point out uh, meetings that were held in the region uh, between a group of of those hostile to the United States, do you think that this was uh, either by the U.S. or, perish the thought, Israel, uh, a willful looking the no. other way to uh, to no. allow this to happen?
1: No, and and I, I, that Egypt story isn't uh, isn't right either. Um, because the, uh, I mean, we give we give Egypt um, two billion dollars a year in aid, and one of the things that that buys is it gets us uh, premieres of everything that the Egyptian army and the Egyptian intelligence collects in the region, and that story was about how the Egyptians shared it with Israel, and the first thing that would have struck people is like, wait, so they shared it with Israel, but not with the U.S., right? I mean, the, so I, I know that. Um, uh, Congressman McCall was saying that he'd been briefed on it, but again, I think it's very important for for people on the right to understand the same people who are leaking to the press now, the same intelligence officials who are leaking stuff to the press now lied about Donald Trump and the Trump administration for four years, so any sort of intelligence that comes out of there we should be very wary of no no, I think what happened um, I think what happened in Israel is um, it's sort of like 1973 insofar as the Israelis had a lot of the pieces, but they weren't—they didn't read it right because they were biased, um, because they could did not believe it could happen, among other things. Because this this very scenario, uh, Hezbollah has been talking about this various this, this same scenario for a decade. So in some ways, the Israelis expected this to come from the north, but not from the south. So they weren't prepared in that way also they believed as foolishly as jake sullivan does uh, did as you just read the israelis believed that everything was relatively calm on their southern border in gaza the other problem and this is a very big problem for israel the other problem that israel has is it's become over reliant on technology and it's become over reliant on their air force um so I I, I I those to me seem like the big the big markers there are other failures as well i'm sure that we'll be finding out over the next few months next few years probably next few decades people will be writing dissertations on this in the uh, in the decades to come the failures that led to this but no i i, I don't think there's any way and I, I don't i don't think the biden administration i don't think the biden administration was intentionally looking the other way at a catastrophe or or an attack this Significant. I don't think anyone could have foretold the character or scale of this uh, Hamas assault. I do believe that the United States had some sort of indication, uh, had pretty clear signs that something big was in the works. It's unclear whether or not they shared that with Israel or whether or not Israel believed that too. But no, I don't think that anyone purposefully let, uh, let an attack of, of, of this scale happen.
0: Uh, I very much appreciate your clarification, that's a question we've gotten quite a few times here on the show. Uh, Let me shift gears uh, in the few minutes that we have left. Uh, uh, You were deeply involved in the documentary film, The Plot Against the President. Uh, Mm -hmm. You understand perhaps anybody, I don't think anyone in the country better understands uh, the level uh, of uh, dishonesty and corruption involving Mm -hmm the entire Russian collusion hoax we now know definitively based on the special counsel report by John Durham uh, who decimated the steel dossier but never bothered to touch on the fact that there is to this day still no evidence whatsoever that the Democratic National Committee was the target of an online hack by Russian intelligence. In fact, wow. the the head of CrowdStrike specifically denied that under oath and before the House Intelligence mm-hmm. Committee when he testified there. Are you uh, are you Lee surprised uh, that none of the actors involved in this drama not. Not obviously Barack Obama himself, Vice President Joe Biden, uh, Attorney General Loretta Lynch, FBI Director James Comey, CIA Director John mm. Brennan, Acting Attorney General John uh, uh, Rod Rosenstein. we can go right on we can go right on down the line. Andrew mm. McCabe, does it shock you that nobody, nobody will be held responsible?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I am shocked. Um and and surprised. I was surprised for a time. I think I understood in October 2020 when uh, then Attorney General William Barr was saying, yeah, there's not going to be any indictments, any reports before the election. And, I mean, I'd been getting suspicious in the summer of 2020 because, Roger, I understood, I, I, I think what, what all Americans understood, that if people um, if there was no, no one held accountable for interfering in the 2016 election, that the same people would be about the same work in the 2020 election. That's precisely what happened. Uh, so I, 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 I had taken uh, William Barr at his word. I believe that he was a man uh, of, of, uh, of great moral probity and he was keen to see our, 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 our justice system uh, repaired. Um, I I I thought that you know I was very hopeful. There were people who you know knew much more about what was going on than I did, like um, like Congressman Nunes, like a lot of then Congressman Nunes, now CEO of Truth Social, and other people on his staff like Cash Patel. I mean, they were they were certainly hopeful that um, that the that the cr- criminals and conspirators, plotters against Donald Trump, Donald Trump's. Um, aides donald Trump's supporters and actually all of america that they would be brought to justice so yeah i'm i'm surprised um and and disgusted and i'm certainly very hopeful that um that uh, should donald trump win a second term that this will be at the top of uh this will be at the top of his agenda to make sure that people are right, held unfortunately, accountable.
0: Uh, unfortunately i'm afraid we are out of time i want to thank lee smith uh a journalist for whom I have unbridled support uh, for joining us today on The Roger Stone Show. Lee, thank you so very much.
1: Thank you, Roger.